Welcome back, guys. Welcome to Lockdown Marlins. This is part two of the first base discussion. I started started earlier on. I thought this is going to be one episode's worth. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Managed to cover just the internal options and some free agents. We're going to today look at some trade options for the Marlins. If they decide they don't want to spend any money directly, I mean, they're still going to pay the dudes they trade for, but if they don't want to spend any money and they want to trade for someone, who are the candidates they should consider? There's tons of them. There's tons of good first basemen around the league. Who's willing to move them? Who are the Marlins willing to go away, away and acquire? Dig into all of those names, plus recapping yesterday, all on today's show. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast. I, of course, am the host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, guys, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, hit subscribe, leave a review. Five stars appreciated. Please also leave a full review. If you are not happy with the content, let me know. Let me know what's wrong. <laughs> I will try my best to resolve it. If you are wondering... Is there a YouTube channel? Yes, sir. The answer is yes, there is. It is Locked on Marlins via YouTube. You will see I am back. It is daytime. This is a second Sunday episode. I'm going to release this on a Sunday as well. So you got part one earlier on today. That is out probably at the back end of the day, maybe after the Dolphins claim a victory later on. I'll drop this second episode for you to enjoy as, a, uh, as the main course, let's say, if indeed the Dolphins are seen as the, the starter. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for making Locked On Marlins perhaps your second listen of the day. And we're going to carry on the conversation around first base. If you haven't listened to episode one or part one of this, I'll just summarize for you real brief. The Marlins right now have got Garrett Cooper as the only first baseman, only true first baseman on the roster. Here's the problem with Coop. In the past, in all of his major league career, he's never managed to put together anywhere near 600 plate appearances he, he typically misses at least a third of a season, if not half a season. With that being said, the Marlins absolutely need a plan B for Coop. They 100% do. They cannot roll into the 2023 season with only Garrett Cooper on the roster as a first base option. They need more. Charles LeBlanc, no. Not the prototypical first baseman. Yes, you can put guys and who can stand there at first base, but we need power. We need power, and we need it in abundance. The Marlins equally have a real limited number of lefty sticks in the lineup. So, for me, they need lefty power. Also, Cooper Loop will be a free agent after 2023. We need control, power, lefty, control. For me, those three things combined are what the Marlins should be seeking this offseason in terms of first base. Even though Cooper is still around, it doesn't matter. You have to plan and expect that Cooper will miss significant amount of time. And beyond 23, he perhaps will be gone anyway. This is no knock on Coop. Me and Sean Barrett did the episode a few weeks back talking about Cooper specifically. When he's on the field, stud. Stud dude. Absolutely. No problem with that. However, he is off the field 
relatively frequently. So the Marlins A need a backup for now, and perhaps even planning ahead to 2024 and beyond, because the organization right now, there's not a lot of first baseman knocking around. Jacob Berry perhaps will arrive on the scene maybe by 2024. But right now, the Marlins need to go out there and get themselves some first base help. We looked at internal options. Charles LeBlanc, Hayrod, and Canacion. Gut feel is neither of them will fit the brief. Lewin Diaz was waived. For me, that still, I think the Marlins will come to regret that one in some ways. But for whatever reason, he is gone. He was blocked. Development was blocked. He was given an opportunity at some, you know, in a final couple of months after Aguilar was finally DFA'd. But Lewin Diaz no longer with the organization. I'll stop talking about him. Unless the Marlins go and trade for him back from the Pirates, which is possible. That would be funny. So, free agents, just to summarize there, where did we go? The cream of the class, the stud of the class this year. For many people, anyway, Jose Abreu. What will it take to get Jose Abreu? I think at least a multi, it would be a multi-year deal. Maybe, I, maybe replicating his previous deal of three years, 50 million. Is Abreu worth it? Probably. Probably. Are the Marlins going to pay it? Probably not. Same goes for Josh Bell. May even look for more money or long more years, perhaps, with Josh Bell. Brandon Bell definitely looks like a buy-low-ish candidate. Had a relatively poor 2022. Could the Marlins get him on a one-year deal, maybe with an option? I don't know. Dom Smith, another buy-low, really probably pay-low candidate there. In summary, I don't think the Marlins are going to be swimming with the, the big boys because a lot of clubs, a lot of good clubs, need and have a hole at first base that like spending some dough. I don't think the Marlins will see it that way because in some ways they are looking for in their heads maybe a backup and you can't you can't go and pay 15 million for a backup, right? <laughs> you can't do it. Jorge Soler will be locked into the DH spot because of the multiple play options they gave him. So Soler is taking up DH, Cooper Loop, first base. We need someone else. We need another guy, in my opinion, someone with control and a lefty stick. So where does that take us? First of all, going to let you know about our good friends over at Bet Online, and then we're really going to get into it, guys, with trade opportunities. Uh, Bet Online, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. And you know I'll be absolutely piling up those accumulators. Uh, that probably is the wrong, but effectively I'll be you know making 10 picks in the NFL today for ridiculous odds and putting $10 down. I may as well burn the $10, but it doesn't matter. I enjoy it and I have fun. BetOnline is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in. You can head to the website today or you, you use your mobile device to learn more. Try to say that way too fast. Slow down. It is Sunday afternoon. Slow down. Bet online where the game starts. <laughs> so where are we going? Where are the trade opportunities? So clearly, you know, the Marlins and some of their pitching staff, pretty much any trade opportunity is available to them if they really wanted to make it happen at first base. However, they they have other needs right now where they may need to put a lot of their their high end capital, let's say acquisition capital. Center field again remains the the one. So with that being said, I've been thinking about who could be available, what clubs could be looking to sell, what 
players fit the profile, etc. And there's a few. There's a few that kind of stood out to me. And some of them maybe, you know, aren't going to set the world alight, but I think we should talk about them. I want to talk about, firstly, a potential trade with the Milwaukee Brewers. And for me, when I started thinking about trade partners, I thought about the Brewers. They fleeced us before. We know that. However, they look to be selling off some major league assets. They've obviously um, made a couple of recent trades that were questionable. Let's think back to Josh Hader at the deadline. Why, when you're in the hunt, do you sell your closer? They ended up missing the postseason. That didn't help for them. Renfro recently traded. Let's talk about Colton Wong also on the block. To me, it looks like they are. So what does that mean for the Brewers? Well, who's playing first base? And that's kind of like a bit of an open question, but a lefty power stick, Rowdy Talese, Talez Talese, however you pronounce it, Rowdy Talese is certainly an option. He was a guy I liked when he was uh, with the Blue Jays a few years ago, and I was really high on him from a fantasy perspective back then um, as well. Anyway, he's wound himself at the at the Brewers, and for me, let, let's look at him. Two years of control, so this year and next year, he is a lefty. He has power. For me, he hit, he fits the profile. If they are selling, Rowdy Tillies, decent option. So what did he do last season? First off, thinking about Cooper, 600 plate appearances. Played a full year. Full year for Tillies. Tillies. How many home runs? More than anyone in the Marlins by a country mile. 35 bombs. Full season, 35 bombs. The power is legit. Okay, he only hit 219. Okay. Don't care. It's the same profile as Soler, but healthy, cheaper, two years of control. There is a lot to like about Rowdy Telez. There really is. And some would say, hey, you know, not sure... Not sure he's the right fit, the right profile. Is he any good? Who knows? But for me, I could see this one. The club selling. He's coming off a career year. He's healthy. Two years of control. Lefty stick. He ticks every single box. Every single box. What's the capital going to be to get him? I don't know. I don't know. Will it be high? I don't think so. I think the Marlins can get him for a couple of low-level prospects, to be honest with you, based on what we're seeing the Brewers doing. Rowdy Telez to the Marlins, I think it makes a ton of sense. Ton of sense. If you're not happy with that one, who else have we got? Who else could we be thinking of? And actually, just to go back on, on Telez, he only hit two, 219, but an OPS, OPS plus, sorry, of 115. The reality is he would be an upgrade for the Marlins. He'd be an upgrade. I'm not saying he has to be an upgrade over Coop. They're different players, they're different profiles. But I think those two combined. Coop and Telez, and kind of flexing into the DH spot. I think it'd be a nice blend, to be honest with you. Who else is out there that we think could work? So there I then started to think about what about what other clubs are kind of thinking about maybe selling, who could be selling, who's always selling. I was thinking about the Colorado Rockies. When I look at the Rockies, I'm never clear on what their strategy is, ever. I never know what they're up to. But I must say, one guy 
that, again, fit the profile here for the Marlins is CJ Crone. Let's be honest, the Rockies have had great value out of Crone. He will actually be a rental for 2023. He's owed seven, about seven and a half. Well, no, it isn't about. It is. It's 7.5 million owed. So, fits the budget. He is a righty, though, so that doesn't help. I'm saying that. Is Crone a lefty? I think he's a righty. So, he hasn't got the handedness of it, but one year of control, seven and a half million, fits the profile. What has he done recently? What have you done for me lately? Home runs last season. So again, significantly outpacing anyone on the Marlins and perhaps anyone that's probably above anyone's ceiling in the Marlins, maybe aside from um, Jorge Soler. So CJ Crone, the power stroke is there. Equally, how many plate appearances in 22? 630. So he's got legitimate home run power. He's probably a better overall hitter as well than Rowdy. And for me, is an interesting fit. However, the one year of control, in effect, the rental situation, you know, that does add some complexity here. What's the ask going to be? Probably similar to the Rowdy Telez ask. Like, a couple of relatively low-level pitching prospects probably gets deals done here. Like, these aren't franchise-altering First baseman, are the, are the Rockies going to extend C.J. Crone again? Maybe. I don't think so. Are the Brewers going to extend Rowdy Telez? No, they're not, in my opinion. So they should be actively considering trades at this point. They are actively considering trades. And for me, C.J. Crone, equally a nice fit. Nice fit. Who else have we got in the, in the mix here? And this one, I think, is very... Very interesting because A, the club, the club in particular I'm talking about is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Already talked about the Diamondbacks once. Thinking about center field, the Diamondbacks have so many outfielders and they've just added to that stable. The Diamondbacks absolutely have to trade away one of their higher end prospecty guys. And I've, I've already talked about it. I think Alec Thomas is a wonderful fit for the Marlins. And with that being said, I think the Marlins and Diamondbacks, they could well pair up real nice at first base too. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Christian Walker. So Walker's had a bit of an interesting career in many ways. I remember him from a few years back where he'd, he'd had a stunning year out of nowhere when I was really in, you know playing a lot of fantasy. I was like, who is this Christian Walker? He then got drafted like he was a stud and he kind of had a bit of a down year. And then has bounced back again in, in 22. So, when and, and the other thing to call about Christian Walker is, he's a gold glove winner as well last year. So they get some gold glove defense. They get some serious offensive um, production from him. 36 home runs in 2022. An OPS plus of 1-2-6. Down year in 21, as I mentioned. He bounced back big style in 22. How many years of control, Pete? Two. Two on Christian Walker. So these guys, again, Christian Walker, these guys are like proven guys now where, okay, they've had the uh, you know relative down year now and again, but you know Walker's career OPS plus is 109. That's probably slightly above average uh, from the first base position. Last year, 2022, he had a 5.1 war. 
Spaceball reference war, by the way, but 5.1 war and 36 bombs hit 242. Christian Walker, again, would be miles the best hitter for the Marlins if he could produce those numbers. It was a career year. And like I said, he, he I mean, played appearances wise, I'm actually, he had 667 played appearances. Christian Walker, absolutely insane. He played 160 games in 2019, which is breakout year, over 600 played appearances. In 2021, 445. So can't recall what happened there with Walker. Probably a niggling injury of such. But there has been a track record of having full years out of the, out, of, out you know, from a season. That's something that Cooper's never done. Two years of control. He's an over 30 home run hitter. Like, these are the guys that, for me, absolutely fit the profile for the fish. And to be honest with you, the prospect capital should be relatively low. Teles, Walker, um, who else was I talking about? <laughs> Teles, Walker, and um, CJ Cron. There you go. Forgotten the rental, CJ Cron. You know, these are all, for me, fitting the profile for the fish. They would add... Plenty to the lineup. Yes, okay, there's going to be strikeouts uh, along the way for these guys, but they're all, you know, 30 home run guys. And let's be honest, the Marlins just haven't had that type of power. They're not getting that type of power from Cooper. They're not getting that power from anywhere other than perhaps Jorge Soler if he is healthy. And while I'm thinking about it, I need to see how many times has uh, Jorge Soler, you know, had more than 30 home runs. I know, obviously, the the one massive year when he was with the Royals, but I can't actually recall. So I'm going to have to quickly look this up and see how many times. Uh, so, yeah, he had that 48 home run season. Boy, oh, boy, that was wild. That was in 2019. And how many times has he been above 30 after that? Zero. Yeah, okay, in 2021, uh, there was 27 home runs. But it's kind of tailed off since then, to be honest with you. So... All of these guys would effectively become the main power hitter for the Marlins. And if they just need to platoon time with Coop, you know, and, and what's to say they don't move Coop? What's to say they, they don't as part of this? But like I said, the Marlins need a backup plan. And in all honesty, Crone to Les, I think, should be relatively cheap in terms of prospect capital. Maybe Christian Walker, a bit more expensive. But if they're going to do a deal... For this, for this outfielder, if, if the, you know, the Diamondbacks are looking for one of the stud pitchers, then could the Marlins send a pitcher that way? Maybe a prospect or two. I don't know. Some sort of package where you have the Diamondbacks getting what they need and the Marlins getting outfield, i.e. center field, and first base sorted and upgraded. It makes a ton of sense. It all comes down to the package, the prospect capital, who has to go in return. But if they can do this type of deal with the Diamondbacks, for someone that maybe is not on the Major League roster right now, and not Uri Perez, then the Marlins all of a sudden upgrade two spots without weakening themselves in the rotation. It makes a ton of sense. I think the Diamondbacks and Marlins match up so perfectly. I think the Marlins and Brewers match up well. And I actually think, you know, CJ Crone is a rental. Like, the Rockies aren't contending next year. They're not. And... With that being said, the Rockies should absolutely be exploring opportunities for C.J. Crone, and the Marlins could get him relatively cheap, either now or at the deadline later on. I've got no problem with rental guys. Prove it, guys. No problem with that. Doesn't help you long term, of course. 
But the Marlins are speaking like they think this roster can do something now. They're talking like the talent is or isn't indicative. No, the record isn't indicative of the talent on the roster. That's the fa- that's the famous phrase. Get that on a t-shirt. But the way Kim, Skip, Bruce, in some ways, more Kim, and Skip is aligned to this, the way they're speaking is that they think this roster, if healthy, can do some damage. And, you know, they're not wrong in terms of the pit, like the, from a rotation perspective, rightly so. If they're healthy, they're pitching well, they're going to be in close game after close game after close game. The offense was absolutely putrid last year and needs to be upgraded. And, you know, how do you do that? One trade, if you can make one trade and it's just with the Diamondbacks and you get a center fielder and a first baseman, you got Jazz locked in at second, Miggy Rowan at short, Groshans, Wendell at third, Alec Thomas at center field, Brian Dela Cruz in left, Avi Garcia in right, and Jorge Soler DHing. Is that is that doing some damage that team? I don't know. I don't know. Is it enough? Maybe. But the sense I get is they are running it back in the main, spending no more money, maybe making a tactical trade or two. That one trade could come with the Diamondbacks, center fielder and first base. We'll wait and see. In summary, the Marlins still have to do something at first base. They absolutely do, and I think they will make a move. I'd be shocked if they. I'd be shocked if they go for one of the big free agents for obvious reasons. I think the trade route is interesting, and I think the Diamondbacks and Marlins are the one. I'm going to put it out there. I think the Marlins end up making a move, Christian Walker and Alec Thomas, for Trevor Rogers and one or two other minor league guys to get it done. Let me know what you think, guys. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I'd be perfectly happy getting Talese, uh, Talese or CJ Crone, and I'm actually going to look into how Rowdy Telez or Talese is pronounced after this show. Thanks for joining me again on Locked on Marlins on a Sunday and making Locked on Marlins probably your second listen of the day. Hopefully the Dolphins do the business. I'll be back on Monday, carrying on as we left off, looking into, and this is where we're going to get into, we're going to really start to dig into what are the Marlins going to be doing in center field. I've already put it out there with Alec Thomas, but there are other options. I'm going to explore that in more detail next week. See you then, guys.